Star Wars 7x7, episode 628. Today we continue our series of spoiler-free speculation on possible plot lines and story events in episode 8, focusing today on the Resistance. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and yesterday we talked about the Republic and possible situations that it could find itself within in Episode 8 based on the events of Episode 7, a.k.a. The Force Awakens, as well as some background material that we have on the period in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, including stuff from The Force Awakens novelization, the Visual Dictionary, Star Wars Aftermath, the synopses that we have for Bloodline, so far, and a couple other sources of information as well. All of this is, as I said at the top, spoiler-free. It is not informed by anything that any of the rumor and leaks and spoiler outlets are tracking or looking out for, so anything you hear here is stuff that is just based on logical conclusions from what happened in The Force Awakens and from all the other published material that Lucasfilm has put out in support of the giant Force Awakens push. So, the Resistance. So, the Resistance is really in kind of deep trouble at the start of Episode Eight. it seems like. Now, I don't know what kind of capital ships they have. There doesn't seem to be any indication that they had any major ships, unless they just decided, well, look, we're going to send only, you know, small one-man fighters to Starkiller Base to attack because they might have Star Destroyers lurking around and we can't really help attack Star Destroyers with any, you know, capital ships or anything like that, because that's not going to help destroy Starkiller Base. Unless they would have sent, you know, some giant Mon Calamari cruiser blaring down (laughs) onto the thermal oscillator. I I mean, doesn't seem like that was really even an option for them. And I'm not sure how many fighters actually flew off to Starkiller Base, though. That would be a good trivia question. And when I get the DVD or the digital video, I'm going to have to (laughs) try and figure that out. But very few of them came back, comparatively speaking. It was certainly a lot lower of a number than the Resistance forces had hoped would come back. I mean, they talked about it in the movie where you know, the numbers were dwindling fast with the fighters that were left, and only seven of them actually escaped from Starkiller Base and flew back to the Resistance Base. And unless there are a whole bunch of capital ships that are just lurking around someplace, then the resistance is really depleted in terms of its forces. Although it's certainly possible that more star systems could rally to the resistance's cause, and especially the Mon Calamari. I mean, they've already proven how committed they are to the original rebellion, so why not double down on that and commit to the resistance? Now, we know there were some senators in the New Republic that were quietly funneling money to the resistance to support them. Maybe the systems that those senators represented will now come out publicly in support of the resistance and be more vocal about the need for bolstering the resistance. Maybe they'll provide more funds for the resistance. Maybe they'll even start providing their own troops and their own ships to help build up the resistance and turn it into that same level of ragtag fleet that the rebellion had that ultimately was able to take down the empire. All that's well and good, 
But the fact remains that the First Order knows where the Resistance base is now. And you, of course, remember the end of Star Wars, the fact that the Empire knows where the Rebel Alliance's hidden base is on Yavin, and they get chased off the base by the Empire and pursued across the galaxy for years before finally settling on Hoth and, you know, so on and so forth. So the same situation is about to happen, it sounds like, for Episode Eight. The First Order knows where the Resistance base is on Dakar, so the Resistance is going to have to dig up and get out of there as fast as they possibly can. And on the one hand, wouldn't it be fun if they went back to some place that they've already been? If they went to Yavin, or they went to Hoth, or they went to Dantooine even, wouldn't that be fun? But I don't imagine that's going to be the case. Somehow I think they're going to be itinerant for a while. I don't see them actually having a set base of operations. I think they're going to be on the run. It's even possible that if the Republic is trying to reform and asks the Resistance to serve as its military in the interim, I don't know if the Resistance has the wherewithal to do it. They may have to say, look, we can barely defend ourselves, let alone a fledgling new new Republic. <laughs> you know, it's the new, new Republic. But, yeah, I don't see a lot of good times for the Resistance down the line. I think the best they can hope for at this point is that the rest of the galaxy wakes up to the threat of the First Order and that a lot of the systems, probably not all of them because, you know, people are going to be stubborn, but a lot of the systems might suddenly perk up and say, hey, the Resistance and General Leia were right all along. We need to support them as quickly as possible and with as much support, funding, material, soldiers as possible. Let's get them up and running to the point where they can defend the Republic as it reforms and fight off the First Order. That would be the wonderful best case scenario, but I imagine it's not going to be that kind of smooth sailing. And I'd love to know what you think about the Resistance's fortunes in episode 8. So please share your comments at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com sw7x7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Now then, let's have a trivia question, shall we? Get ready! Okay, for what? Last time we asked you how the blast from Starkiller Base reached the Hosnian system so quickly, and that was because it punched a big rip through hyperspace. Today's question, how many bloody finger marks are on Finn's Stormtrooper helmet? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go caressing a senator, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not coarse like sand, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.